Girl, you tried to break my heart. Did it make you happy? Did it make you happy? You supposed to hold me down, but it didn't happen. You supposed to hold me down. Now I'm over it. Thank God I'm over it. Thank God. Tired of stressing about what I can't control. I think I'm better on my own. We're here, episode 45. If you could tell, remote right now. If you're watching on YouTube or Patreon or wherever you catch our, our podcast, um, Justin's out this week. He's off in Japan building a, um, a life size Gundam. They caught him for a special project in Japan this week, <laughs> so he's gone. Um, episode 45, you got me here, Josh Pease, Black Print. You got my guy Mark here, live from Miami, soon to be Los Angeles. How's that coming along? Actually, we haven't really got an update on your your whole job or your uh, your apartment hunt. We didn't. I think we, I, I thought we did. I thought the last time we talked about it, um, there was an invite to Halloween Horror Nights, and I was like, I'm I'm gonna pass on the scary stuff. But uh, there was another invite provided. I think I might. October is looking like a time that I could be in LA, um, okay. just to just to enjoy a lot of the things not necessarily enjoy a lot of the things i'm kind of here for business technically i am kind of here for business with a, a small amount of pleasure hopefully but uh october is looking like the time that uh not only am i going to take a look at some spots hopefully a new home um i i, I guess uh, i guess i'll succumb to being at halloween horror nights i just need a partner to make sure that i don't get uh, a little bit too scared i'll just say that oh, justin has an excellent partner for you i know exactly who who can have be your chaperone. <laughs> um, i know she'll be excited to see you um and if not her then we can go find someone at cafe lou a cafe lou part actually you know what i but then again one person that would have been my partner already went so i don't want to be like late Damn. i don't want to be like late to the party yeah i mean if you already went to halloween horror nights and it's what september 18th you have an issue. I'm sorry. There's really? no There's no reason to go the, the first part of September. The latter part <laughs> I get this week, if you're going this week and next week, I'm like, all right, I kind of give you some leeway. But if you went September 5th, you're tripping. <laughs> so you're not like the one of those, you're not like the 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 horror fan that's going to go multiple times throughout the month. One time and you're good. Nah, man, you've never been before, huh? Never. I don't I don't do the scary shit. I truly do not do the scary. Not only do I not do the scary shit, I don't do rides like that. Like if we were to go to Six Flags, if we were to gonna go to like the state fair, I know I know y'all have invited me to the OC fair before. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a rides guy. The most you're gonna get me on is a Ferris wheel. If it drops, if anything that drops, I'm good on. Anything that drops, I'm good on. All the Halloween stuff is mostly just walking around in mazes, so you don't have to worry about rides too much. But to that point of walking around hour and a half in, you're going to be like, why did I do this again? <laughs> like, it's just a lot of walking, a lot of waiting. Um, it can get a little um, tiresome fast. Uh, at the end of the trip, every time I'm like leaving, I'm always like, I'm not going to do this for another two years. <laughs> and then I come so back. You, so usually you're like, a, so usually it's kind of like, for the people that are like, I don't want to, I don't want to necessarily pile drive the Disney adults, but Disney adults will definitely do well here on Halloween Horror Nights, I guess you would say. Yeah, I mean, if you just, Used to the waiting and you like that and you, you know, that's just your thing and you like to be at amusement parks. Great. Like, Justin, that's his thing. He likes it. Like, I could tell, mm-hmm. he, you know, it's a whole thing for him. For me, I need the fast pass. I mean, I'll I drop the extra 75 or whatever it is for the fast pass. The skip lines? The skip lines yeah, and all that? man. Because even when you skip the line, that's not even, it's like a fast pass, but it's like 200 other people who skip the line too. So you still mm-hmm. got to wait a little bit. 
Um, it's just a lot, man. Like that's why going in groups is good though, because in line you can play games. Like people are playing charades and shit, so it's cool. I'm gonna prepare myself for Halloween Horror Nights, a series that we've talked about a million of the things that I have never watched before. I think one thing that I could use to prepare for this, I'm gonna watch more of the Friday the Thirteenth series and try and you prepare for Halloween Horror Nights. You haven't seen any of them? Or just... I've seen I've seen part one. I've seen the first one, wow. the very very first one. I haven't seen two through what is it seven? Like like seven or eight? Those are spinoffs. I can't do all of them. There's one with like Buster Rhymes and LL Cool J. You haven't seen those yet? <laughs> nah, I haven't seen any of those. Oh man, I mean you're not missing out. Um, I'm not the biggest horror movie fan, and I feel like those franchises do get cheesy at some point. But um, but there's a few that like I, I do enjoy horror movies. Um, I liked I like the new Scream that just actually came out. That was pretty good. I saw that in theaters. The one in New York City, right? That actually yeah. is that is that all is that able to buy yet? It has to be able to buy right now. Oh, right? It has to be. Yeah, it's easily. It might be just up for streaming on like fucking HBO or something at this point. Okay, I might tap into that. That actually might get me right because for the fall right now i'm just kind of calm i'm not i'm not jumping into all the pumpkin spice shit target is not enticing me into all the september and october deals i'm kind of calm fall is just a little bit of a relaxing time for me but some people like really really can't wait for this season and i'm just like i'm, yeah. I'm kind of relaxed yeah fall is funny like there's there's definitely a certain type of person that just loves to fall i think about mm. my mom like when you mentioned pumpkin spice like my mom is probably already decorating she decorates her house for all the holidays. So she does yeah. Halloween and she does Thanksgiving then she does Christmas. And like, I'm pretty sure her shit looks like a fucking, a nice haunted house, mm-hmm. <laughs> like spiders and fucking cobwebs and shit. Um, but yeah, man, no, it's exciting, man. I, this is actually my favorite time of year. Just cause like you get to wear all these fits that you haven't been able to wear throughout the year. Like I feel like before the fall, you're dressing more for like, I guess they call it function where it's just like, I need a t-shirt because it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like, I can layer up and I bought a bunch of shit. when I went to Japan that I can now finally wear like fucking denim suits and shit like that. So I'm excited for the fall, man. I think it's going to be a good fall for the black print. Are the, boot, are the boots coming back? Oh, the, boots, the new boots coming back. I guess it's funny. I have, the boots are definitely coming back. I just posted the other day <laughs> that, um, I hope you guys aren't tired of these boots. I put in my close friends. I'm <laughs> tired of these. Cause I'm about to bring these back out. Yeah, and then I, I just have a few pair of boots that I just never get to wear. And I bought and, and wore like once or twice. I'm just like, I need to start wearing this shit more. I just bought mm-hmm. like a, I just bought this whole like leather outfit the other day. I'm like on some shit right now. I'm gonna be looking like Blade. A leather fit? Is that your Halloween Horror Nights fit? Nah, nah. This is like my, um, I don't know. I gotta wear this to a nice event. <laughs> somewhere okay. Offset, somewhere offset set so we could be. <laughs> Hey, I've seen the I've seen the offset set. We talked about uh, episode forty four. We talked about the denim tears. He had a. I saw the cotton reefs. You actually told me about the cotton yeah. reefs. I saw the cotton reef, but he had an orange type one. He yeah. kind of like dressed it up. I don't know if that was the 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 fall the fall flavor of the denim tears. We'll get to that. We're gonna get to that later later in the episode. <laughs> the whole offset segment. Shout out to him. He's been having the greatest week ever. Album mm-hmm. comes out this week. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for him. But we'll get to that. Um, man, amp last week. Uh, we had Cam on. I got Cam. Yep. Um, had a great episode, honestly. Cam is like a long time. He's like Black Print family. I, I'm yep. kind of disappointed he's not on the show more often. Um, but yeah, man, we just got, we dove into like just sports and just like the NFL season starting and just his career, what he's been able to do. Um, I hadn't even realized really that he's like 
the sole man of the ship over there at Complex Sports. He's been he's been crushing it. Cam had an amazing viral moment last week with Sexy Red. Made sure that she was at MetLife Stadium. She had her first, uh, I don't know if it was her first NFL game, period. I wouldn't assume so. But uh, very good time for Sexy Red out in uh, week one of the NFL. Now we are in week two. Um I do want a little bit of a comment. I just, I, I don't know if you, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to rustle any feathers here. What's up, man? So I What's just want to. I got I my jersey on. I'm ready for it. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, I'm, I'm just putting my juicy hands up. I'm not. I, I just saw a video. I just want your comment. SoFi Stadium filled with red 49ers jerseys. I don't know how it happened. No, Is it, that it, traditional? Is that usual? Yeah, honestly, it's like since the beginning, since. The Rams have come to Los Angeles. Whenever you have these games against these teams with big fan bases, they're always more than there are Rams fans there. I think it's just a a testament to just like L.A. not having a team so long and we having so many transplants. I remember when we were at the Coliseum before, like I would go to games and like we played Philly and it was a bunch of Philly fans there. We played the Vikings and there's a bunch of Vikings fans there. So that's just like, that's just L.A. for you. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like it might be similar. I mean, I don't know if it's similar to other places because they've had teams for longer periods of time, but that's just an L.A. thing. Um, I expected it. That was the reason why I didn't go to the game. They drove the prices up so crazy. Like, the cheapest ticket was, like, four eighty nine. So it was like, mm-hmm. it just, they priced me out. I'm sorry. I ain't had to, um, damn, we got to sign the fuss today, but no boss ticket <laughs> discount. No boss ticket discount this week. Um, but, yeah, I, I wasn't even surprised. I expected it. Um and I just knew, like, this season has kind of been like a – this is a wonky season for us. This is like a rebuild almost. Like, we don't have Cooper Cup at the beginning of the season. Uh, there's been a lot of questions around our, our, our running back uh, core. Um, but we've been answering those questions. I think, you know, our rookies are stepping up. Shout out to Puka. Um, he broke the record for wide receiver uh, – rookie wide receivers. Like, had the most receptions between the first two games. Uh, I believe he had the most yards, too, ever. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's very promising. Um, you know, Stafford is Stafford. He's just a magician with the ball. So I love seeing him play. I love how he played. We weren't even supposed to be in this game. San Francisco was supposed to come out and just, like, railroad us. And mm. we kept it competitive. Um, and, I, you know, this this game had me um, even more excited for the season. I think when Cooper Cup comes back, it's going to be a good one-two punch on the receiving side. Um, Williams, the running back, is fire. Cam Akers is out of here. Um I hopefully we get a good trade for him because he he's done for. He's done in LA. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not mad. I think you know this is going to be one of those seasons where we um, we're going to prove people wrong. We're going to defy the expectations. So I'm I'm excited to see. You know, I'm always interested in seeing how people treat the first two weeks of the season gradually i think it's no secret that i'm not the hugest nfl guy but i still do like seeing what people's reactions are to a one and one start uh a two and no start people are lighting fireworks on the timeline and oh and two start i've got a boy who's a giants fan shout out to rich he was like if we go oh and two the season's over i'm like the season just weren't you just excited that football just started? Oh, and two, then the season's over, but then the Giants came back and now they're one and one, and he's completely elated. So I, I, I guess seeing the reactions of how people take a lot of these wins and losses very early is something that's the most interesting. He shouldn't be too happy because Saquon went down, um, just looked and saw he's out for three games. Um, so that's that's a bummer. Um, Saquon is one of the ones, man. I think just. You know, what he brings to that team and the versatility that he has where he can, like, run the ball and catch the ball is something they need to win. So um, they could easily lose these next three games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll see. 
Um, but no, to, to, to answer your question, it, you know, the NFL season shorter than the NBA season. Short, it's the shortest season around, so it's like every game counts. And mm. momentum is a lot. So starting the season 0-2, it's a tough, tough sled, man. It's hard to come it's hard to come back from sometimes, you know. it could be you know, it could just be something as simple as as, as momentum and, and, and not being able to uh just to get your footing back. And that's what really sets, I think, the tone of the fall. I can't go on the timeline on Sundays. Sundays, once one o'clock hits, just get off the timeline. It's nothing but straight football from one until nine. Any convo that you're trying to have outside of that, everybody's like, Shh, hey, shut the hell up, football's on. And it completely sets the tone. I feel like the world is healing right now through the return of quote-unquote sports. Because obviously sports is a 365 thing. I mean, if you're watching yeah. MLB, you've been watching sports for a good amount of time. But football just really just, as much as I don't like to admit it, the uh, quote the alleged alpha sport really does set the tone for everybody once the fall time does uh does make its way by. I still have a little bit of time until the NBA season starts, but yeah, and honestly, man, you need to become a football fan, dude. Miami's looking good. They got a real good squad right now. There, Tua is looking like an MVP front runner. Um, you got really? uh, yeah, he's actually he's looking really good. Um, you got Tyreek Hill out there. You got Waddle out there. They got a really fun team. Um. And you guys had a good stadium. I've went to a football game at your stadium before. It's, it's fun. I enjoyed it. I went to a, a have, COVID game. Have I been at Hard Rock Stadium before? That's actually a good question. I don't think I have. No, I, I, I drive past it millions of times. But what do you like about Hard Rock Stadium? Because you were the one that actually told me when we went to WrestleMania, we went to it in Cowboy Stadium, you were like, uh, it's cool, but it's not no SoFi. When we went there, I was like, I wasn't necessarily not impressed. Obviously, the Cowboys Stadium is a huge stadium, but it felt a little bit hollow. I don't know if that's the right adjective, but it felt a little bit hollow compared to SoFi, which the acoustics, I guess you would say, of SoFi rang out so crazy, especially in a WrestleMania. I was like, yeah, it's really a night and day difference compared to what Dallas had and what L.A. had. Yeah, and that's the thing. I got a little bit of soul. I feel like the Dallas Stadium don't really have like a lot of soul in it. And I don't, and it's just, you know, like we went for a wrestling event, so it was cracking. There's people everywhere. But Mm -hmm. it's something about the, it's the acoustics, I think. Um, So far, just, so far, it feels good. It has a bunch of good restaurants in there. It feels uh, luxe, but it still has this like NFL hard nosed feeling to it. Mm. Um, I don't know. I enjoy. I I, lo- I love SoFi. Like I love just going there. Sometimes I walk around, go to different floors. Um, uh, Hard Rock is cool just because like open air stadium, which I like. That's like the classic football feel. Um, I don't know. It just it has a good like vibe. Like I think the fans are. It has a good fandom too. That's another thing. Like that's why mm-hmm. I can't. I can't give the 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 complete rating for Dallas Stadium just because I haven't been there for a Dallas game. I'm pretty sure it's mm-hmm. night and day difference. Yeah. But, um. But yeah, no, so far this is is above all, man. I think it just has everything you need in a stadium. Um, I think the, 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 the part that it lacks is just the location. Um, born and bred in Inglewood. I love the city, but Mm. coming from Los Angeles, the mid city area or Hollywood or wherever you stay in the city, it's at least 30 to 45 minutes, at least. Like no one lives in Inglewood at this point. Like. I li- at least like wait time or just like you mean in general like dri- like driving up just to driving just driving up to there I mean and then they still gotta figure out just like parking and all that shit like I, I talked to some people who went for the Beyonce concert and they were like yeah it was a mess so I, I can't even you know like when I go for Rams games I usually I know my way around the city so I can kind of take some back streets and figure it out 
and I'm yeah. all for driving in the bus lanes. Like I always see like bus <laughs> lane. I'm just like, oh, I'm here. Um, so yeah, it, but it needs to figure out the parking situation. Like, and they just been steadily raising the price every season. Like, I think when it first opened, it was like 65. Then I think it went to 75. Then it went to like 80. Now I think I heard, it, I heard for Beyonce, it charged like a hundred or something to park. And I'm just like, Oh, this is crazy. So OD. So they don't do so they don't do the forum thing frequently because Mania they were like yeah you got the parking at SoFi but they got extra parking at oh, yeah. the forum and that's where we parked. Yeah, they do that all day, so you can do that. Yeah, you can figure that out. But I like to be as close to the stadium as I can. I don't like to walk. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just park like right on the on the SoFi grounds. That was one arena that still I feel like still holds. A little bit of magic for me. Like when I see, I mean, no pun intended, obviously. Jesus Christ, that was a terrible pun. Uh, <laughs> not fully, fully not intended. When I seen the forum, first time we came, when we did um, the RNC barbecue and we yeah. came out there in 2019, that was my first time in LA. And when we were flying by, I saw the mountains and things like that. And I saw like, you know, a little bit of haziness. And I was like, damn, okay, this is Los Angeles. This is pretty cool. It didn't really strike me until I flew by and I seen the form. And I was like, holy shit. And I think at the time, like 2019, I can't remember if SoFi was like being fine. I'm pretty sure SoFi was around. It was open. Or it might have been being built or might have just opened, maybe. Yeah, oh, exactly. In the years. Yeah, I think it was around like those building stages at the time. But seeing the forum, I was like, holy shit, that is the fucking forum. That is an arena that still holds a lot to me. I would assume that this that still holds a good amount. I mean, the name has been changed a good amount of times for Hard Rock Stadium. But I would assume that that still holds a good amount of weight for a lot of people that are out in South Florida. Because I think Florida in general, the South Florida specifically, and North Florida too. I won't, I won't discredit North Florida in this case too. I think the state in general is a huge, huge football town as much as... Now things are really popping off with MLS. Obviously, Messi is here now, and things are that's amazing. Like, that's like in Fort Lauderdale too, right? Yeah. So MLS. the 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 stadium that they have now is like a old. It's, it's, a, it's a dry pink stadium, but it used to be like an old. I can't remember who used to play there. It's like a it was like a it was like a college that used to play. It's like a college that used to play there, and they used to run igloos out there. Igloo was like this big. Um, it was like this big uh, 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 Caribbean event that we would have a West Indian mm. event that, you, that we would have out there, and around the time that they started announcing a lot of this and David Beckham started saying, okay, we're coming through. This is going to be the name of the team and so on and so forth. They had the arena planned, but then I think that was all the way out in Kendall and they're not going to have that arena set for, I don't even know, probably another good couple of years. So they are playing out in Fort Lauderdale at the old arena before they end up making their way and having the huge, huge arena literally in the middle of Miami. And there are people similar to Inglewood as well. They're just like, hey, we're building this huge arena literally in the middle of the city. This is going to be a crazy amount of traffic and it's going to change the city just in general that not all the locals are really welcome toward, but obviously Mm. it's going to be huge once Inter-Miami continues to stride and make their successes. But in general, South Florida is just a huge, huge football town, man. Even with the, even with, you know, basketball being the way that it is. And obviously Miami is still doing uh, well for what they have. Uh, Soccer still doing well. The Marlins, there's still good things that are going on with the Marlins. They have a brand new stadium, but you'll never really change the fact that it is a football town. So right now Publix is jumping each and every Sunday. I'm sure if I go to Publix, it's filled with teal and orange. So that's just the, that's just the way that it's set out here. Yeah. No, it's funny. I went to a bar on Sunday to watch the games um, and there was like a woman there with like a Dan Marino jersey, and I'm like, oh shit, okay, like it's still, it's still, you know, there's still this fandom there, um, and it's spread, it's, it's everywhere. Funny enough, at the bar this weekend, uh, I walked in 
And this bar is cracking. It's like this is my second time there. First time I went was for like this UFC event, uh, UFC event, and that was like a Saturday night. So I'm like, oh shit, okay, this is a cool little vibe. Saturday night, girls is looking nice. I'm like, okay, I like this spot. I got mm-hmm. way too hammered that night. This was like last weekend actually. I got hammered. I, I have not been this drunk in a long time. Yeah, um, but I say you don't. You don't really the. I haven't really heard too many stories from you uh, 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 drinking at that capacity. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of stopped drinking. It's funny. Last month, I didn't drink at all. Um, I haven't smoked since March. I've been on this, like, mm-hmm. sober journey a little bit, just figuring things out, playing with yeah. some different combinations. Um, yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> combinations. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, th- on that Saturday, I went to this UFC uh, fight, got hammered, had a great time, though. Um, and I was like, oh, I really like this bar. Cool little vibe. The food was good. The girls is cool, again. Mm. Um, pouring the drinks heavy, obviously. So I was like, I'm going to come back mm-hmm. for a football Sunday. Um, Went back last Sunday, or went Sunday that just passed. Met up with my brother, a couple friends. Um, as soon as I walk into the bar, at the bar, it's Keyshawn Johnson. I'm like, oh shit, this is so random <laughs> as hell. Like, and it's funny, Keyshawn's from LA, so like I've seen him around before, but then also it's Keyshawn Johnson. This is pretty much a Hall of Fame wide receiver, just at mm. the bar. Like, it's not like he's at a table or anything. He's like at the bar. So I walked in and like I actually kind of have a relationship with him. My mom's ex-husband used to know him. So, like, he would call my house sometimes. To, like, yeah. Because my mom's ex-husband worked for DMV. So he would help him with, like, tickets and things like that. So, like, mm-hmm. when he would call my house in the morning, he had such a distinctive voice. I'd be like, oh, it's Keyshawn Johnson. <laughs> so um, when I saw him, I just said, what's up? Gave him a little fist pound. He was at the bar from 10 a.m. to the evening games, mind you. Just at the bar chilling. So... Afternoon games were to roll around, you know, 1 p.m. games here at least. And Dallas is playing the Jets. Lo and behold, guess who walks in? Michael fucking Irvin. <laughs> Yo, you understand? He walks into the bar and people start clapping. It was like a standing ovation. It was like cheers or some shit. Somebody flooded in. him and was like, oh, my God, Michael fucking Irvin, Jesus Christ. Shit was crazy. No, people didn't like surround him. It was, it was it, like people were respected, respectable. Yeah. Um, But... It was just crazy to see this. Like, if Keyshawn's a possible Hall of Famer, this is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He came with his whole suit on. I think he was doing, like, NFL Sunday somewhere. I think he was because they had that office in L.A. somewhere. Oh, he was he fresh off in. the set? Man, he had he had to be. He had, came in a full <laughs> suit. I hope he's not wearing a full suit on a Sunday. Unless he came from off the set or from church. I don't know. One or the other. Mm-hmm. I had the full suit on. Nice haircut. Went to the bar. Set with Keyshawn. He's giving high fives and shit. So, um... They watched the the, uh, the Cowboys Jets game, and there was a Jets fan sitting right next to Keyshawn. So like, he's just going in, man. He's screaming when they score, he's grabbing <laughs> drinks, he's toasting up every time there's a good play. It was an amazing experience. I was like, oh, this is this is my new bar. I I, I found my place on Sundays. Yeah. I'm looking forward to pulling up there again on Sunday. Um, that shit was just great, man. It was great to just like you said, man. Like the alpha sport is back, and you don't get this feeling from any other sport. Maybe basketball during the playoffs, you might get a similar feeling. But even that, it's like, it's just not as just consistent and just visceral, I'll say. Like, football fans are football fans through and through. Like, I remember, you know, they so they have every game on in the, in the, in the bar. So it's like yeah. 17 TVs in this bar. And, like, there's games yeah. on different TVs. And um, the Seahawks were playing the Detroit Lions. And there was, like, some Seahawks, like, again – Los Angeles, everyone's not a, a, a Rams fan. It was like Seahawks yeah. fans in the corner. Seahawks had a big play. They scored. Someone started doing the Seahawks chant. 
S E A. I'm like, damn, it's just crazy. Screaming it in a bar, and people are like yeah. responding. So like, you know, it's just you don't get that with any other sport. Like, you know, LA is a Laker town, so we all watching Lakers together, and that's a great feeling. But I like the idea of just everyone having opposing teams. You know, I mentioned someone had on a, a damn Reno jersey. Mm. A couple Rams or a couple Forty uh, Nine er fans was in there last night or yesterday. It was just cool, man. It was a good vibe. I, w- I was with some 49er fans. And that's another thing. That's a, to answer your question about just the sea of red. L.A. in the 90s was like a 49ers town. It was like you were a Niners fan or you're a Raiders fan. Oh, okay. And there was a lot of Niners fans. You know, the Jerry Rice, Steve Young era. Like, they won some championships. Yeah. They had Dion at one point. Like, you know, it's, you had no choice but to be a fan of those guys. I think at one mm. point my dad was even a 49ers fan. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't. I respect it. Um I respect all NFL fans, man. We're like a, a community that just comes together in this time of year. And we just, you know, do the, the swag surf. <laughs> Josh and I are like very much different in our opinion. So when you listen to the show, you'll hear him say one thing and you'll, I'll say something else. One of our big points of our show is that we want to be informative. We don't want to kind of hide the secrets. Like we want to kind of give the secrets so other people can kind of do it and follow our blueprint, our blackprint. You know, when we started, we didn't know how many people were going to listen. And then when people started, you know, tuning in, we were like, this is really something that, that could go somewhere. Hey, Alexa, play Black Print Radio on it. Now playing Black Print Radio. There it goes. Uh, I, sometimes I think about sometimes I think about what it is that could make it like that from an NBA perspective. I truthfully think that you're just not going to get that where one league has like 80 games plus a playoffs where the playoffs is best of four and that pretty much guarantees that no matter what happens outside of a few outliers like a small percentage of outliers the better team is going to win but most likely from an nfl perspective it's 16 games anything could fucking happen playoffs one game somebody could throw a 90 yard bomb from the trashest team and somebody just catches it with both hands it's a touchdown and then the better team is now eliminated because of your one game scenario i just don't think that that's going to happen from an nba side but in general just like how you described those sundays unless you're really tapped into like a basketball centric uh bar or lounge or anything of that nature you kind of don't see it and especially at this time of like october november until the NFL season starts ending and then people are like, all right, it's All-Star Weekend. Let's tap into NBA All-Star Weekend and see what's going on there. And then you get the fans coming in for the second half of the season. So it's a little bit, it's a, it's a, it's a much different experience, I will say, even from a basketball perspective. But even from your traditional NFL football, something that I don't tap into a lot at all is college anything. College basketball mm. is really, really hard to tap into because a lot of people are just like, oh, you guys are missing the best experience in the world. It's true grit, true real basketball. And then I'm just watching a lot of 18-year-old, 19-year-old kids just bomb up 30-footers and fuck up the pass. And I'm just like, I, I really can't jump in. Even during March Madness, I'm just like, I just can't jump into this, guys. I'll let you guys have it. I'll tap in from time to time. And obviously, it was a big year for Florida Atlantic my alma mater, they ended up going to uh, oh, what was it? Uh, the Final Four? Final Four? Nah. March Madness, I believe. Yeah. Oh, they did go to the Final Four this year. They sure yeah. did. Yeah. So it was a big time. It was a big time in Boca. I was like, man, I might need to step out to Delray from time to time and see what's going on if they actually make the NCAA championship. They didn't, but it was still a huge, huge moment uh, for college basketball in general for Florida Atlantic. But college football, I feel like this year is 
really loud from a lot of the fans that do tap in and tune in and cheer for their teams. I think for the most part, my timeline has a good amount of college football fans, and they usually make sure that they rep for their alma mater as well. But this fucking phenomenon of what is going on in Colorado, I need a little bit of an explanation because the only part that I know about it is primetime Deion Sanders just off being a legend in the NFL from the times that I actually did tap into the NFL. And a little bit, I know a small amount of what had happened through his departure at Jackson State. But this 3-0 right now is literally tearing timelines apart on how I should feel and how I should react to this. How do you feel about it? It's Coach Prime, man. I think he is the greatest thing to happen to this sport in the last 20 years. <laughs> like, it hasn't been something that's been just disimpactful to the entire sport in a long mm-hmm. fucking time. And to your point, like, I'm, I'm not the biggest college football fan. Um, I don't watch a lot of college sports either for the same reasons you don't. Um, the same way you feel about college basketball is how I feel about college football. It's like there's only a few good teams. And honestly, you should probably be a college football fan because Florida is dominant. You got like Florida, Florida State, Miami. There's so many good Florida teams. In- oh, that beef is completely different. That beef is literally bloodworthy. Like I've seen Miami fans ready to fight Florida fans, Florida State fans ready to jump into the mix. Uh, UCF fans say, oh, well, we should be the real national champion. And then everybody else is laughing at UCF. I've seen it get really bad from a Florida football perspective. It's, it's a lot of good teams out there. And, and, and funny enough, when I was younger, I was a big Florida State fan because Deion Sanders went there. And mm-hmm. I just love Deion. Like he was just always one of my favorite players. And um, you know, he, that translated from his college career to his NFL career and his MLB career and just his life. He's larger than life. He mm-hmm. had a rap song. So, like, Dion yeah. is just one of these figures that, um, you know, anything he does is just going to bring attention. As you mentioned, he was at Jackson, Jackson State last year, um, took them to a, a HBCU Bowl. I, I forget what it's called. It might be SWAT Bowl or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And he's bringing that same energy to Colorado, which was a team that – I think they won one game last season. Um, so just to see how good they are this season, um, to see the odds they're against this season, and just see the, the swagger he's brought to that, that, that whole state. It's not even just the city. It's not just the team. It's the whole state. And um, they played Colorado State this week. That was a big game because it's the, uh, the Rocky Mountain rivalry. So that's always mm-hmm. been a big game for both teams. And the week leading up to the game, the uh, Colorado State coach uh, had a lot to say about Dion and just what he brings to the game. He's like, you know, I would never do press conferences and wear my sunglasses and hat. Like, I, I, my mom taught me better. I, I'd be yeah. a little more respectable. And, you know, Dion, as he said, he, he took that personal. <laughs> and, and that's the one thing I love about Dion, and, and that's why he works so well in college football. He is a master orator. He is a motivational speaker. And that's what you need as a college football coach. That's that's all. I think – the, the game planning and the, the actual football knowledge, I won't say it's secondary, but it gets eclipsed by just the personality of the football coach. And mm-hmm. I think he has a personality down pat. Um, you know, uh, he, he has a great social media team. So everything he says and does has been all over social media. And um, his, his pregame speeches, his practice speeches will, uh, will live on far beyond this football season. <laughs> um, so, yeah, leading into his game, he, uh, he said he took it personal. He, he rallied his team, and it was a great game. Honestly, the game was a lot closer than a lot of people thought it was going to be. Colorado, I think, were the favorite to blow this team out, and throughout the game, it was close. It was it was close. Colorado State was playing really good, um, playing dirty to some degree. 
a lot of late hits. Um, I think they had 10 personal fouls, which is kind of mm-hmm. crazy in a, in a, in a um, college football game. Um, it went to overtime. Um, Deion Sun is, is the quarterback. Uh, also, my Heisman favorite. I put money on it. Looking forward to this. <laughs> um, and he just he, he put the team on his on his back. He said, like he said in his post game with his AP and his his his, his uh, Cuban his, his diamond Cuban. On. Oh, he was the one flexing to watch. Yes, yes, that's that's his, that's Deion's uh, youngest son, I believe. His name is uh, Sh- Shooter Shooter Shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he went Brady mode. <laughs> and yo, he he literally put the team on his back, and this shit was amazing, yo. Like he literally, um, their their star wide receiver got injured. He's out for four weeks. He got hit on a late hit, and he had like a lacerated um, I think he broke a rib, and then they said he had a, a lacerated liver, which is crazy to, to read. What the <laughs> so hell? God damn! Yeah, he's out for four weeks. Um, but this kid Sanders, man, he he's throwing bombs, dropping dimes. Um, he's really a team leader. Looking forward to just his draft ranking and just where he goes. I can see him being the number one quarterback in his next draft. Um, but yeah, man, they came back and won the game in overtime. I, you know, in LA, I think the game ended around like, might be like nine thirty, ten. Like people mm. watch this game to one o'clock on the East Coast and like people were tuned in for a mm. Colorado, Colorado State game. <laughs> like this is unheard of. So shout out to Coach Prime, man. I love these bringing to the game. Um, I think it's just it's bringing a new energy, um, especially just amongst the black community. Like if yeah. you look at the sideline in the game, it's like someone said, or the announcer said, "Look like the BET Awards." <laughs> and was that it, was, somebody black said that. I hope it was yeah, somebody black. Said, black. Okay, he thank was, God. He was, actually, he was actually getting off too, man, because he, he said <laughs> he said, "Look like the BET Awards." He made a uh, like there was a penalty that there was two penalties on the play. He said an offset. And then they <laughs> panned the camera, the offset on the sideline when he said that. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was like it was just a lot of energy around the game, and like you gotta understand, it's college, so they got a pep rally at seven a.m. seven a.m. pep rally. Lil Wayne is performing, getting mm. gifted a, a Lil Wayne Colorado jersey by by Coach Prime at the pep rally. Um, you got offset there, you got Key Glock there, you got Master P there, Cameron, um, you know. Uh, it's just so many different people of the culture just at the games, just to experience this. And, and you know, in college is a little more lax. So you got, you got, you got these celebrities on the field, on the sideline. Like mm-hmm. I literally, I, I, you couldn't miss, you mentioned um, offset and the, the cotton reefs or the, the orange or the yellow. You couldn't miss him on the, on the field during the game. You, you could see him just on the sideline. If you look at the field. So um, it's dope, man. I love the energy he's bringing. Um, it's exciting, man. I think, uh, we needed this. The sport needed this. And, um, mm. you know, I hope he, he has continued success. Um, I also have a bet in for them to win the Pac-12. So so hopefully he keeps winning. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll see. Next week they got uh, Oregon. Week after that they got USC. I plan on going to that game. It's going to be in Boulder. So oh, you're going? Yeah, I'm trying. I'm looking. I'm oh, it's in Boulder. Oh, yeah, it's, it's in Boulder. Boulder. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's in Boulder. I want to go to Boulder. If people, if you know me, if you've ever heard me speak about my retirement plan and just my aspirations in life, I love the city of Boulder. Um, I had some people on my Instagram hit me up today, like, yo, you always show Colorado so much love. And like, I do just cause like when I went there on tour, that was like one of the, I mean, when I went on my first tour, that was just one of the seasons, one of the first seasons I fell in love with. Um, mm. I had a great time. We went out there with Mac Miller, had a great time when I went back, made some good connections and just lifelong friendships with people out there. Um, so yeah, man, I'm, I'm a Boulder fan. I was there before Coach Prime. Hopefully, 
they recognize me and bring me on the field. But um, but yeah, I'm planning on going to Boulder for the USC game or the USC game, and um, I'll definitely be in black and gold. <laughs> are you gonna have any? Uh, are you gonna have? Uh, Do you ever tell the story of what happens uh, the last time that you were around some Nuggets fans? Oh no, I didn't tell that story. Um, <laughs> shout out to the Nuggets, man. Yeah, yeah, I went out there. Yeah, yeah, whooped our ass. So I can't. Even, no I, shout out to the Nuggets. I can't even be mad, man, because I yeah, I went out there thinking out the Lakers was gonna get this W, and y'all showed me out. But y'all know, y'all, y'all ain't got 17 of these, so so it is what it is. <laughs> I am a little bit upset because now it's probably, the video's probably like almost at 3 million views by now, probably like 2, 3 million views by now. The first time that we have seen this man in the past couple of months is him showing up to a damn Colorado game. Rock, I'm pretty fucking upset with you. If there's some way that you have heard this in, in any form or manner, just know that I am one of your biggest fucking fans and I am pretty damn upset with you because I would have loved if that moment of an arena completely ringing out was out in SoFi Stadium and you chose Colorado. And as a Heat fan, I know you are a Heat fan, Rock. You're choosing the Nuggets over the Heat. I'm pretty fucking upset about that. Well, I, I won't say all that. Didn't you pop out at a, a WWE event recently? No? This was it. This, it was this week. He was in Colorado. Oh. To, to Yeah, he was in Colorado for the game. It was like, ah, let me pop up to, I forgot. What, I, I don't know. I, were they in the Nuggets Arena for Friday, Friday Night Smackdown? I can't remember if, they, they, if oh. that was the Nuggets Arena. But he showed up. And it was a huge, huge event. He said it was a top five pop in his entire damn career. And I can agree with that. Colorado was fucking loud for that return wow. because people are so excited to see him. But I'm just upset because he chose Colorado Rock. And I don't know uh, if I'm going to be able to forgive you. Okay. So I don't know. I thought I, I, I forgot. I mean, not forgot. I heard about the WWE thing. I thought you were talking about just him being in the locker room. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He was just in the locker room just behind Coach Prime just giving ad-libs. Like, <laughs> It was actually amazing. I was like, "Damn, the Rock is here!" Um, yeah, shout out to him for coming back. Is he gonna wrestle again? Like, I'm gonna pop up to a, if he wrestles. I'm there. I would assume. Well, here's the thing. Right now, a lot of a lot of wrestling Twitter is trying to like um, now that now that uh, WWE has finalized their deal with Endeavor uh, last week. That is now mm-hmm. in the books as far as stock market wise. So now uh, the WWE and the UFC are now you know. One big happy family compared to how it was 30 years ago. Huge, huge, huge moment for uh, just sports entertainment, uh, combat fighting in general. Now that's all now that's all under one umbrella. He comes out Friday. Huge, huge thing. And now people are wondering, OK, Rock looks pretty healthy, looks in good condition. Although he was a little bit winded. I must say a little bit winded on the promo, a little bit winded on the movement. Those can get fixed by the time that April comes because WrestleMania 40 is going to be out in Philadelphia um, yeah. in April. So now people are trying to book, ah, when is Rock coming back? I think it's a little bit too early to have Rock in Saudi Arabia. They're about to be in Saudi Arabia Saudi Arabia in November uh, for uh, one of their um, uh, pay-per-views that are coming up. The Royal Rumble is in Tampa. It's a good chance that he could show up to Tampa. I'm not 100% positive. Uh, they're going to announce this week that there is a show that is going to be uh, like a huge show. that's going to be in Australia that is planned for like February or so. I don't know if he shows up in Australia for February, but then you have WrestleMania 40 in April, which a lot of fans are like, oh, he's going to wrestle Roman Reigns. And it's not it's not, it's not, you know, nah. it's a little bit early for that just now. But who knows if he decides to hop into a ring like I would have loved for him to do within the past two years. We could possibly see it. He's 50 years old, so I don't see him wrestling. I see him doing what Stone Cold did last year. 
or the year before, you know, yeah. come out, give a stunner, give a rock bottom and, and bounce. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Would love to see it, though. Childhood dream immortalized. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm going to tap in. It's funny. I, I forgot about the, the merger. I might have to buy some stock, man. I've been I've been I've been in my stock bag lately. Um <laughs> been watching Amazon stock just skyrocket, loving it. Um mm-hmm. but I just saw Dumb Money, and I think we're gonna talk about that in the Patreon episode later. Um that's the the movie about uh the GameStop stock. Um There's a whole movie about that? Yeah, and it's really fucking good. Pete Davidson is in it, Will Farrell is in it. Or is it Will Farrell? Seth Rogan, I'm sorry. I always get this confused. Um <laughs> It's a good movie. Uh, well, I'll give my review later on. Um, wish J Five was here. I'm sure he would have seen it by now. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, it, we missed out, man. We saw this GameStop shit happen, and we didn't throw a little fifty, a little hundred in there. We crazy. We should have got. We should have did it. I'm sitting on this bullshit AMC stock from around oh, yeah. the time that that happened, and truthfully. I really, I know there's a lot of hodl. There's a lot of hodl that's out there and saying, oh, it's going to, it's going to pop up $60, $80. I should have just bought this AMC stock when the shit went up to fucking like 60, when it actually went up to $70, I was up like seven, 800 and I should have cashed out then, but I was like, oh nah, we going all the way to the top. We getting tens of thousands off this. This shit is now fucking, this shit is fucking seven dollars now, and I'm probably yeah. I probably lost more than I've actually gained. So I'm pretty upset with that. But who knows? I don't know what can actually change that to make it a sixty dollar uh, to make nothing. it a sixty dollar uh, price tag. But I think it's over now. So movie theaters are dead. There's nothing like I go to movie theater. That shit is never full. I said I was going to go for Spider Man. I didn't go for Spider Man. Barbenheimer did not get me into theaters. Uh, yeah. It's hard for me. To, it's hard for me to go into theaters. Honestly, it's just dead. Um, I go, I see a lot of movies. I have an AMC movie pass and, you know, I mean, Barbie and, and Oppenheimer had the movies kind of crowded, but there were still showings. Um, I don't know. I just, that experience is, and I, mostly people were going have AMC movie pass. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, that's cutting down on the ticket price. And then a lot of people aren't buying concessions. Like concessions are never full or never like packed. So I don't know. It's, I just feel like the movie theater experience is slowly dying. Um, Hollywood has a, a issue. That's why they're on strike right now, obviously. But um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know about the AMC stock, man. It might be might be done for. But we're gonna get into stocks later on. I have a whole spiel I want to go on. A whole um, spiel on stocks? Okay. Yeah, so man. For, for, make sure if you're su- yeah, if you're a subscriber, make sure you check out the Patreon episode. B sides, um, a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. Um, but back to sports, man. Um, first take. It's a new era. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen A. Or, or Skip, as, as Shannon refers to him. <laughs> <laughs> he was together. like, "Damn it, damn!" Hey, he he might have some type of early onset dementia. CTE. <laughs> I seen him on his own podcast called uh, Chad Johnson To. So I, I don't know, man. I don't know if he just got this thing where people just look alike. Or I, I don't get it, but. But the first take era uh, with Shannon Shannon Sharp has started. Not Shannon Sharpie, the, the Twitter account who could almost be as big as Shannon Sharp. It's kind of crazy, right? <laughs> if it's provided by Elon, which it looks like it is, I'm sure he's making a, a solid 10, 20K a month off, off Elon doing this. Yeah, man. But uh, Shannon Sharp has been on first take for, was it two weeks now? Around two weeks. Around, around two weeks, around yeah. Two weeks. Blowing Undisputed out the water. Um, mm-hmm. The ratings are, are literally. Are, Triple, three, four times what Undisputed is doing. Um, better vibe too, honestly, man. I think 
Shannon and um and and uh, Stephen just have such a uh, a good back and forth. A lot of and like you know these are debate shows, so they're always gonna have their arguments. But I feel like their arguments feel a little more informative, a little more educational. Where I feel like mm. Skips was just like a bias. I feel like these two are kind of getting back stone back and forth between the two. Um, mm. I've enjoyed it, man. I've watched a couple episodes. I've definitely tapped in more. Than I tapped into Shannon and Skip. Um, I, I'm excited for this new era. How about you? I tapped in for the first time on Friday to actually, uh, I, I was just in general, I was like, ah, first take Friday. Let's see what they're talking about. And lo and behold, they were out in Colorado to talk about the Colorado versus Colorado State game. I learned ESPN is trying to hit niggas in the mouth right now. I did not know that after first take, they got Pat McAfee right afterwards at noon. I'm like, y'all are hitting niggas strong with a good one, two combo. No wonder. I mean, a, a lot of the, a lot of, bad responses that it came from a, a good amount of the layoffs that came earlier this year and around last year as well of all the different changes that ESPN uh, was doing to the channel and throughout their hosts and the shows that they were doing. And they do get a little bit of flack from time to time just knowing that ESPN in general is a revolving door of talent. No matter what you do or, or, or who you are specifically on ESPN, not only will they be able to uh, for the most part, outside of like small people, for the most part, they can interchange any other names or talents because they do have a good, strong amount of those in that revolving door in ESPN and pretty much make things work. But as of right now, you know, first take the change that they have made and especially shout out to Stephen A for singing a lot of Shannon's praises now that this change has happened, giving him the leniency to realize, bro, I know you just came out of a seven-year relationship, bro. It's okay. You can fuck up and call me Skip. Clearly, Skip is down bad. It's not even like we need we need to ban his damn name from ESPN in general. Just get comfortable. Get right. It yeah. felt like a really good show, especially with Molly. Molly's still there. Things are moving well. The guests that they had, very, very excited to be there. Pat McAfee, obviously, there early before he ended up starting his noon show and his crew of people that he, he has towards that. It ends up being very exciting. And I ended up seeing what he said throughout um, throughout the past week. A lot of people usually chop up the, the clips from Joe Budden podcast. Um, he said that there's a time, if Shannon does choose to do so, to detail what had happened between him and Skip on Undisputed and how that was not necessarily a leave as to more of a let go from Fox and Shannon making his way over to ESPN. But uh, Joe was a little bit, Joe was a, a laughing a good amount at uh, uh, something that he considered a shot from Shannon. Uh, not, not from Shannon, from Steven, Steven, because Steven ended up posting a little bit of a, a, a clip that said, hey, first take is doing well. Undisputed is having some of its worst numbers. And for the most part, he was just like, I mean, it's not, it's not anything to really hide. I'm not looking at it from a beef perspective, but more so of a, Hey, we're doing really good right now for what we have. And I think in general, for a lot of people that do watch a lot of these sports debate shows, um, people are kind of indifferent to skip and a lot of his opinions and just say, ah, well, that's how he's always going to be. That's how it's X, Y, Z. And at least from my perspective, I try and stay away from it as best as possible. I, I tapped into Undisputed from time to time just because I love Shannon Sharp a lot. And I like seeing his perspective on a lot of different things. But seeing the moment where things got disrespectful between Skip and Shannon, I was just like, oh, he's going to leave. Like, this is going to be something that is very easy to decide because this is now becoming to the point where Skip gets into that moment where you have somebody like a Jalen Rose, like you say, yo, you're just wilding a little bit too much for somebody that averaged two, three points. Just, re just relax just a little bit. 
And that's my thing. Honestly, when Jalen Rose said that about him, I tapped out of skip completely. I don't think I remember <laughs> taking him serious, watch this shit. Um, I will say I love the friendship him and Lil Wayne has. Love the, the, yeah. the, the Lil Wayne intro to his, uh, his show. I think I mentioned that last week or the week before. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, um, I love what Steven's doing. I think I, I watched the Joe Budden interview and I, I like his perspective on everything. You know, um, he's empowering people. And and he's he's using his platform, his personal platform, to put people on, and he's not afraid of anyone else's light. And I think that's a, a, a great trait to have in a leader, um, someone who is a superstar in their own right, and someone who's going to continue to be who he is. Um, you yeah. got to be able to, to build your lineage and build, you know, and have the, the branches of your tree spread out. And I think he's doing that right now with with, um, with Shannon. Uh, I think that's a really, really great move. Um, it was interesting to hear what he said about Max. He's just straight up said he doesn't like doing the show with him. And um, <laughs> I, and, and I get that because I think the the back and forth with him and Max was feeling like Steven or feeling like Shannon and Skip to that's a good. certain degree. Yeah, yeah. And it, it felt like a smarter version of that. I think, I think Max is great at what he does, but I also think he can be very condescending, which is like, a bad trait to have in a white man and black man debate show. Like that just mm. rubs the wrong way. Um, mm. But I like Max. I like what he's doing now. He has his own show. Um, one thing I just wanted to point out though, is I love what ESPN is doing. They're betting on people. They're betting on personalities. Yep. Um, everyone was a little afraid of what was going to happen with all the layoffs and just all the, 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 the controversy surrounding all those things. But I think they they did the right thing. You know, Pat McAfee has a built-in audience who was listening to him on the radio. <laughs> mm-hmm. So to get that on TV and, and, and build and bring all that in, it, it, it was a win for them. And, you know, he's already, you know, I feel like he's already kind of doing what he's supposed to do. Football season's here. He's got Aaron Rodgers on right off the surgery or right before the surgery. It's like those are things that, like, no one else can do. No one else has that juice. That's that's his relationship, and that's the relationship you need. And and um, yeah, I'm not mad at that, man. I think you know, undisputed or not undisputed, but first take going into Pat Pat McAfee show is a great one-two punch, especially for the football season. And um, I'm excited, man. It, it's got me back into just watching uh, ESPN rather than a YouTube. You know, like I watch I watch all these little YouTube shows, and now I'm just going straight to ESPN because it's like, oh, you guys are giving me what I need. Um. Mm-hmm. Really, really interesting. Um, the Stephen A. Joe Budden interview. I, I learned a lot from that interview, and I think you know. Hopefully, Shannon comes out and tells his side of the story. But that's interesting to hear that that you know he was kind of let go from Undisputed. I think to my earlier point about um, Stephen not being scared. I think Skip was, was scared. He he saw what was growing before his eyes. You know, Shannon's had his own podcast. He developed. Um, he had his own juice. He had his own just swagger. And, mm-hmm. you know, that shit could be intimidating to someone who doesn't have that. And, you know, that's a shame because, uh, you know, the same way Steven has given people chances, Skip has too. Um, I, I, I don't think he's been a guy who's ever blocked anyone's blessings in that sense. But, mm-hmm. um, but this was just a bad decision on his part. And, you know, even just seeing how he's trying to make his way back, he had um, Keyshawn, who we spoke about earlier, and Shady McCoy, and was other guy? Oh, he had, yeah, he had Irvin. Irvin too. Yeah, yeah, he had Irvin. They it's all drowned him out. Show. It's a <laughs> terrible show. It was so bad. Uh, well, I also had um, what's my guy with the long hair? 
played for the Seahawks. I hate him. Oh, um, oh my God, Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman. Yeah, had him on there too. I was a terrible show. Uh, I think he should have done better with just giving all them an audition to try out one by one. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, man, it, it, the sports media space is very very interesting right now, and um, I, I'm I'm waiting to see who's going to be like the next young cat to, to pop their head up. I would love mm-hmm. to see a you know a Cameron Hay on there or, or hey. Pierce Simpson. You know, I think you know Pierce Cameron, uh, Trayvon Edwards, another Black Print alumni, um, yep. Eddie Bansky um, or Bansky. Um, I love what this new media is doing right now. I love hearing the perspective of people who who are a part of the culture of sports, who you know have played in their past or. Who, who are having those conversations online. Like, I, I enjoy those perspectives more than I enjoy the um, quote-unquote professional pundits. So, yeah, man, I'm looking to see, like, who's going to make that big move into, like, the new media space and bring one of those guys up. Um, that would be exciting for me. Absolutely. And like you had said, from a Pat perspective, those are usually conversations that you would have to wait for on a podcast. For ESPN mm-hmm. to now realize, yeah, social media is moving a little bit too fast, that we can't do a lot of our traditional shows the way that we used to, to be able to do that is something that within the next five years, we could end up seeing something that um, could be, you could turn on ESPN and, and, and not even know, essentially, what you're watching, because it could look so much different. And I was trying to think of how you can actually view it because who knows who ESPN is going to be owned by within the next five years. You could have a nice little Apple logo right in the bottom right corner. You never know just yet. Hey, man, I'm hearing Amazon. Keep it real. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I literally, there's news reports going out the last couple of weeks that there's like an Amazon, Disney, ESPN deal happening. So don't be surprised if it's on Prime Video and on your boxes get shipped to your door <laughs> every week. I I would be completely cool with that. Love what Prime Video is able to do, and especially with Twitch 2. Twitch 2 is super, super easy mm-hmm. with that. If they were able to implement that and make it a lot easier. Do you usually watch a lot of the, the, the Thursday Night Football that, 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 that they do? Is that, is that exclusively all of Prime it. Video? Yeah, it's all of it's the Prime Video. Prime, all of it. Um, quick plug right now. This week, we're bringing back uh, Amazon Music Live, which is like our live performance series after Thursday Night Football. First week is uh, Ed Sheeran. Um, should be great. Um, right after the game, going right into the game. Uh, Lil Dirk is April 2nd. Um, that should be a good one too. Um, Fade, the Colombian artist is in between that. So no, like I think, like you said, Prime Video is figuring out sports, um, slowly but surely. And once they get it all the way dialed in, (laughs) everyone better look out. Like between Twitch, between Prime Video on your TV, on your phone, um, they kind of they're dialed in. They're dialed in. I like even I, I I started watching the game last week, and as I opened the game, they had like a QR code for like a discount on like merch online. Yeah. Like so, it's just like little things like that just make it a more viable place. I would love to hear your guilty pleasure. So, uh, my real answer. Is <laughs> Christmas music, all the Christmas. Had Harry's house on repeat. Sweet creature. Daydreaming. Styles. Harry Styles. I listen to a lot of Rosalia. You can be sad, but being sad in Spanish is way worse. All Sade records. Sade, Sade, Sade. Shake it off, Taylor Swift. <sighs> Banger. Anything by YG gets my Friday night turned up. Is This Love by Survivor. Powerful 80s. Get in the car. That's the first song I'm talking right now. Now, one company, unfortunately, that had to figure out sports in the past couple of days. HBO Max or Max, depending on if you'd like to uh, respect the new name. Hmm. had to figure out some tough things for a lot of people that are on the Twitter timeline. 
I'm not going to respect it and say the X timeline. I'm sorry, Elon. Uh, I'm just going to say Twitter timeline. Winning time. Huge, oh, huge yeah. show, or at least we thought it was on HBO Max, is now canceled after two seasons. Timeline was not happy. I am not happy. But I think a lot of people that have been, you know, a little bit visible on what is going on with winning time, and especially like we had said earlier, um, referencing the writer strike, that things were looking a little bit bleak for the show. And I believe one of the I'm not sure if it was the show writer, or one of the head writers uh, of winning time ended up saying, hey, uh, Glad that you guys are all enjoying it, but please keep watching. We are in risk of losing the show and they're not being a season three. Uh, and lo and behold, we do not have a uh, season three the show ended on Sunday night with the series finale. Yeah, man, I'm gonna keep it real. Born and bred Laker fan all my life. Um, parents were Laker fans. Dad passed on the magic fandom to me. Grew up seeing magic just around the city, owning everything. Starbucks, TJI Fridays, anything in between. I watched two episodes. It was like, this show is not good. You couldn't, <laughs> to me you couldn't do it? I couldn't do it, man. And everyone's like, yo, how are you not watching it? I'm going to try to tap back in. That is over. I think that's terrible of me. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it wasn't a good show to me. And it's like, I don't know if it's because it's like a period piece. And like, you know, um, I saw a lot of the, the, the feedback from Jerry West and people who actually lived it. And they're like, it's not oh, accurate. They, and that, they yeah, hated that, it. And I and you know that that shit means a lot. Um, but yeah, I just didn't enjoy the show, and I think a show like that is probably mad expensive. Um, I know it's mad expensive. I see some of the BTS stuff, and they had like a, a a cameraman on roller skates jumping off a ramp. I was like, this shit crazy. <laughs> it looked. Yeah. Hey, honestly, they need to put out a BTS documentary on that shit because the way they were shooting them scenes, I was like, damn, that is some intense shit. But. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that shit was mad expensive. It's a period piece, so you gotta get all the clothing and all that shit together. And it just wasn't hidden, man. Like, uh, to me, it just wasn't really, like, that compelling. And that's a compelling-ass story, I think. You know, if you're gonna take liberties like as you did, then y'all need to go full throttle and, and really be showing the dark, seedy underworld of a basketball franchise. But mm. it kind of glossed it over and made it a little too comedic at some points. Uh, for what I saw, at least. And I just wasn't, I wasn't dialed in, man. So um, sad to see it go. Um, I expected it, uh, especially coming into the new season in the middle of a strike where no one could promote it. And, and you know, you couldn't really get the, the actors and, you know, team around it to really be out there and, like, watch the show. Um, yeah, man. And, and, and the ratings were terrible. For all the outcry on Twitter, you guys weren't watching it. <laughs> like, just keep it real, so... Sad to see it go, as all shows. Um, but man, uh, you know, you gotta really support these shows. You just can't tweet about it. Yeah, I can tell that. I can tell the, your response was a little bit similar to my dad's response. He hates the office style. Look off into the camera, do a little wink, and talk yeah. to the talk to the scene. He actually he does not like that type of thing. So. As you brought up the fact that this was just a little bit too comedic and a little bit too entertaining, he also wanted something that was a little bit more uh, more of a documentary than it was a, a, a entertainment piece. We ended up seeing the responses from Magic that said he fucking hates it. Kareem actually wrote a letter as to why he doesn't like it and fully explained as to why some of these things just aren't true. But that's why they had to 
you know, start off a lot of these episodes and end a lot of these episodes with this is literally a puff piece. Well, not necessarily a puff piece, but it is an entertainment piece where not all of this is fully true. But they'll have scenes that specifically, you know, stop and say, yep, this actually happened. And I think within season two, they did a really good job of, you know, portraying a lot of those moments. I think one of the better moments of the season ended up being when... um they just realized that for the most part, they have to get rid of Paul Westhead. Paul Westhead and Magic were butting heads way too much. And I think even portraying that within this season was really good because I think from an NBA perspective, a lot of the older fans are just like, well, this new season, everybody choosing whatever the fuck they want to do is so disgusting. And it all started with LeBron James. And then it started with Kevin Durant. And then Kawhi Leonard is choosing when he wants to play and so on and so forth. When actuality in 1981 and 1982, you have one of the hugest stars, if not the hugest star in the NBA in the 1980s, somebody that is credited for saving the NBA specifically in Magic Johnson, beefing extremely heavy with his head coach. And this is after they won an NBA championship. Then they end up getting eliminated in the first round. And I think Winning Time did a really good job of having John C. Riley, who did a, a really good Dr. Bus, really, really good Dr. Bus. So, okay, we got to get rid of you. It's now Pat Riley's time. And they literally winged it at the press conference with him, Pat, Jerry West. And I think that's one of the better moments. And, you know, I've seen Quincy Isaiah's Twitter as of recent. He, he retweeted somebody uh, sending him a little bit of hug and, and support. I can't really see Quincy Isaiah without see, unseeing Magic Johnson now. He did a really good job. A lot of the people that they had set within the cast felt really good. Pat Riley was a great Pat Riley. Uh, mm -hmm. Jeannie Buss specifically gave her praise and her flowers to John C. Riley because she said, despite how everybody felt about the show. She really misses her dad and they did such a good job of not only portraying Dr. Bus, but also staying true to his wardrobe and using his actual tailor and so on and so forth. Like the details towards that were really good. But now we see a lot of those details were one, extremely fucking expensive and two, not enough to be able to produce uh, season three. So as much as it is really tough for everybody that's on the timeline, it's an unfortunate lesson that for most times Twitter's in real life. And as much as you can enjoy a lot of your fans, a lot of your friends specifically enjoying a show and everybody's hashtag hashtagging and laughing and having such a great time, tough decisions need to be made. And winning time, unfortunately ends up being one of the shows that, uh, I guess it's tough to try to say have its legs cut from underneath it because from a Laker fans perspective, I would assume you wanted to see so much more of that. Like the season mm -hmm. is literally ending on, the 1984 Celtics championship, the entire uh, TD Garden rushing the floor, huge seven game series between them. And it's like, man, you're you're ending winning time on a Celtics title. That fucking sucks. So people wanted to see the 85 title. People wanted to see the back to back. People wanted to see something that they teased in season one, the literal first episode of Magic getting HIV. People wanted to see that. And mm. then I, I don't think that it would have went as far as um, having a young Shaq and a young Kobe and start portraying who's going to play Kobe, who's going to play Shaq. I don't think that they really had that portion of the show uh, planned as of just yet, but I'm sure people would have loved to see it. But unfortunately, you know, unless some other company or uh, 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 place ends up taking it, and buying it, we're not going to be able to see it. So uh, it's a tough yeah. lesson. No, it's tough, man. I think, you know, these type of shows and not even these type of shows, these type of moments you want to see in show form. I think all the things you just listed out up to the Kobe and Shaq shit, like I want to see that. I want to see that story 
Um, I think just to, you know, your father's point and a ton of other people, I just want like a, a real dramatic version of that rather than like this comedic office style mockumentary style that they went for. Um, I think it just kind of missed the mark a little bit, but you know what I will say the kid that played magic absolutely looks like magic. It kind of looks like yeah. me too. So I'll probably <laughs> will check it out at some point. Um, but yeah, man, sad to see it go. I think any show in this climate, just during the strike, that's, you know, getting cut from underneath it. You can't help but wonder, would it be picked up if there wasn't a strike going on? And um, mm-hmm. I, I just chalk it up to just bad timing and just, you know, just a terrible time in the, the creative Hollywood space at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've I've seen they were they was pile driving the shit out of who was it, Drew Barrymore in the past past couple of days. Well, she was about her. to come she was about to, she was about to bring her talk show back and she was like, guys, I don't know. I gotta throw my hands up. I don't know what I don't know what we can do with this strike. I mean, I'm just gonna come back. And they were like, What the fuck? And then she was just like, All right, all right, all right, I'm gonna stop I'm gonna stop the talk show. Yeah, I mean hopefully the strike doesn't last any longer. We need some new content. Like we're running out of shit to watch. All mm-hmm. these little documentaries ain't really hidden. Um, this is, it's, it's a barren space. Um, I was just talking to someone the other day and they're like, when do you think it's going to end? I'm like, oh, it's just about to end right before the holidays. Cause they don't, they want people right back shooting shit right after the holidays. Like I, mm-hmm. I can't see this going into the top of the year. Um, we need content. We just need things to watch. And like, I think they're running out of, of stuff and like things aren't getting the best promotion. They're not getting the best runway to succeed. And, you know, a little bit of, I think is a little bit of this is strategy on the studio's part. I think there's a lot of shit that they paid for that they're like, how can we not give this the best chance possible? <laughs> um, but I also think, you know, at some point that's going to run out and they got to start getting that advertising money and they're not going to get it with 90 day fiance. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely not. But we're at the hour mark. One last thing before, as you bring up TV, one last thing before we get out here for the week, VMAs. How'd you feel about them? Man, I didn't watch them. I was actually like, I'm not, <laughs> I, I straight up didn't watch them. You know, one thing I did want to get into, um, and maybe we say VMA is for, for, for Patreon. We didn't mm-hmm. get an offset. The offset is having the greatest week ever. Like this dude did the 24 hour stream with Kai, um, which was amazing. Like he came, it like it reminded me of my childhood. Like he came over with his PS5. Seven mm-hmm. controllers, dumped it on the floor. So like, we about to have a real sleepover. And they had a real sleepover. They brought up blow up bids and they like that. That shit just was wholesome, man. Like, ah, all said, shout out to him and his rollout. Um, definitely proving himself as the, the better amigo. <laughs> um, mm. it's just cool to see, man. I think a lot of artists take themselves too serious and he does a good job at not doing that. Um, he was dancing with Kai. They're playing video games. Confronting fears of snakes and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just cool. It was just cool, man. I think a lot of artists don't have the um, the charisma to even lean into things like that. And a lot of their personality is just violence and drugs and, and being just too cool for school. And mm-hmm. it was cool to see him, you know, lean into it a little bit more than usual. I mean, he even fell out of his chair one time. It's like, <laughs> you know. Hit the gas. Yeah, it's like anyone, any other artist would have made that look so whack, and he made that look so cool, and just being like, "Oh yeah. shit!" Like, offsets like one of us. Um, so yeah, shout out to him. Then from there, he was at the VMAs. Then from the VMAs, he was at the VMAs was amazing too. Hold on, let me not even skip over the VMAs. Amazing outfit, outfit by Offset, um, mm-hmm. supporting his wife, 
front row clapping it up. Clapping it up like a soccer mom. This shit was amazing. How you should see. be. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. shit was crazy. And then from, to go from there to Colorado and and be at the pep rally with Coach Prime and be on the sideline for the game and really, like, this dude was playing ping pong with everybody. He played ping pong with Master P, Key Glock, fucking whoever else was out there. He's passing out the uh, the Denim Tears collab that you mentioned after the game. He's passing that out to the players. Um, Denim, Denim Tears collab is great idea. Poor execution. Um, I seen someone at the time. I'm not even gonna take a joke, but someone said it looked like a hot Cheeto rings. <laughs> and I agree. I thought it. I thought it would be like a. I thought it would be like a like a way to dress up the. Uh, you know how how they could make it like some type of special way. Uh, I wanted to take something that's as as deep as cotton reefs and make them beautiful and say that there's beauty in the struggle and some, some, some shit like that. It wasn't that, that type of explanation. Oh no! I mean, for me, it just looked like he took a. Um a hyped item at the moment and put his twist yeah. on it. And it's a, it's a part of his bundle. So it's a good little bundle drop to, to get going. Um, I, I was excited, man. I, I, I just seeing all of this together. I'm like, y'all put some real thought to this rollout. I think we've been lacking in the rollout department. Um, there hasn't been a many artists who have given us like, you know, Travis did it. Of course, I think with utopia and the briefcase that, you know, went into the bundles and, you know, I, I Travis hasn't even dropped any videos yet. Outside of the one that he had on Apple Music, where he was out at um, the movie, is that that's the movie? The shit? Though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Cir- Circus Maximus. Yeah, he put that yeah. on Apple Music. But outside of that, that's it. No videos yet. Offset dropped a video. It's a ride in the video. He fucking Kaiser not in the video. That rollout was dope. That little little videos they had. Even the video before that, where they did the Baby Boy, we talked about. I don't know, man. I think Offset's just doing it right. And um, shout out to his label. Shout out to the team around him. Um, they're building a great story, and I'm not. The music is sounding good. I'm excited to hear the album in full. I've heard pieces of it. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a, it's a good time for him. I think this is like a real transitional phase where he's like kind of losing the QC Migos kind of like cloak that was over him, and um, I'm excited to just see you know what the next stage of his his career is like. You know, I, I think it all started rolling loud for me personally, seeing him perform up there solo and like having mm-hmm. the dancers and having the pyrotechnics and having his wife come out and perform two songs with him. It was like, okay. And he, and he's been, he's been on this Michael Jackson thing. So he like, yep. The, had the whole, yeah. He had the whole MJ fit at rolling loud. And then the video, he had the MJ fit in there. And it's like, yo, like he's really leaning in to like, yo, this is a, um, this is an era for me. I'm creating an mm-hmm. era. And a lot of artists don't do that. Or a lot of artists don't think that through. Um, but the superstars do. The weekend, Travis Scott, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Drake does it to a certain degree. Um, Kanye does it for sure. Um, J. Cole does it even without even changing up his look so much. It's just like, yo, this is this moment. Um, so yeah, man, I think this is the, the, the beginning of, of a great solo career that might eclipse the group efforts, honestly. That is true. Father of Four ended up getting a lot of praise from, I think, a lot of Migos fans that, you know, when they were on their solo moment with The Last Rocket and with, uh, what was Quavo's first one, Quavius Maximus? Father of Four ended up being one that I really liked a whole lot and seeing how Set It Off is going to go. This could end up being something that is amazing for Offset. Well, we're definitely going to end up seeing that within the month of October. Um, Before then, You'll be able to enjoy us this week again on Black Print Radio, live on AMP, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. You will see the details towards that on our socials. You can always follow us at the Black Print Pod on Instagram. And, of course, 
all of us separately on uh, Twitter as well. Of course, Josh Pease, OG Johnny Five. You'll be able to see everything that he has been enjoying from his Japan trip. He's been posting a couple mm-hmm. of photos and moments from that. You can see that on his Twitter. And of course, myself at uh, my main MC. All three of us will have details on what is going on and what we are releasing for this week here on the Black Print. But you will hear from us again uh, live on AMP. This Wednesday for another episode of Black Print Radio. B-Sides, of course, will drop for our patrons. By the time that everybody is hearing this on Wednesday, we'll have a new episode of B-Sides for everybody on Thursday. And of course, if you end up missing Black Print Radio this week, you will always have the opportunity to listen to our replays and our previews at the end of the week on Fridays. But until then, you will hear from us on episode 46 within two weeks. Until then, for Josh Pease, I am MC, and we will see you then. Peace.